Welcome back to another episode of The Scores Table. I'm William Robbins, joined as always by Julian McKee. Julian, how you doing? Oh, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Had a, I, I actually didn't have class today. Got some. Got some. Oh yeah. Done. Went to the gym. Got some incredible Thai food. Shout out to Bangkok Pinto, my Thai spot, celebrating their anniversary today. Kicking back, watching some Brooklyn Nets right now. How's your day going, Will? Pretty good. Second day of school this semester. Had a. Uh... You know, first week of school, so it's always rough, but we're getting through it. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm super hyped to talk some basketball, bro, because like Dude, it's we got a lot shit. to talk about. It's some crazy shit out here. Ever since we, ever since Oladipo got injured while we were recording our last podcast, we've been. Yep. This is well, this is this has been a must. This has been in, a must. It, yeah. In the last week since we recorded, we've had Anthony Davis drama. We've had, as a result, Kyrie Irving drama. Then we got to touch on Victor Oladipo, and on top of that. The Celtics and the Warriors played this weekend. That's probably a that could be a potential finals matchup. We got to talk about a whole okay. bunch of stuff here. But seriously, can we start with anything else besides Anthony Davis? No, we can't. Let's get straight to it, man. It's so, been it's it, it's been in, it's been insane. No so, other way to so, put it. So for those for those of you who don't know, Anthony Davis probably the third best player in the league. Agree, what do you want disagree? To be? Top five, he's, undoubtedly. He's top five regardless, but he is. Very young. He's only 25 years old, I believe. He has a year and a half left on his on his super max rookie. Excuse me, max rookie extension contract. He's this year. He's averaging 29, 13, and four. Now this and trade. It has been this, fantastic ever since December first. Yep, he's been he's been incredible, and this tra- and he has recently requested a trade. Which, this isn't your normal NBA superstar request a trade. This isn't your normal Jimmy Butler wants a trade. Carmelo Anthony wants a trade. <laughs> Even Kyrie Irving wants a trade. This is up there with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wants a trade. Wilt Chamberlain, Moses Malone, names like that. This, is, this, this trade is going to alter the NBA land, landscape for years. Definitely. Who knows? Maybe even all, even all time. I mean, when you have someone like Davis, who is without a doubt the most talented power forward of all time. Yep. It's it, this is this is a Lou Alcindor esque. This could be a Lou Alcindor esque move. Yeah. Quite he, simply. Basically, the ripple effects of this will determine how the Lakers, the Celtics, and the Knicks all proceed in the three. The three. Not, yeah, yeah, the three biggest teams in the NBA. The three ones on the marquee that are going to get that, even if they're dumpster juice, complete garbage, hot garbage ass, they're still going to get national TV games, like on Christmas and shit like that. They're always going to... They are are the three (laughs) biggest teams in the league. They are the three most important. And of course, those are the three all trying to get Anthony Davis. But not only that, this also affects the future of basketball in New Orleans. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Shit, man. I I'm actually rooting for no no offense. I think I said this on on our last yep. podcast. No offense to the New Orleans fans, but like, man, Seattle needs a team. That fan base Seattle needs does a team, need a man. team. I feel here's the thing: if New Orleans, if you guys wanted a team, you guys could have shown. You guys could have come to the fucking game or bought some merch or something like that instead yeah, of just going to supporting the nice tough. racist NFL and going to all the Saints games at the shitty it's Super Bowl. You could support it if you wanted. Because Anthony Davis is fucking Anthony Davis, and he's yep, generational yep, yep. talent. And if I actually had money, I would happily go see him play, whoever the fuck. But 
And yeah. New Orleans people are because I'm sure their tickets are probably pretty damn cheap, right? New or- I mean, New Orleans is New Orleans is a football town. Everyone knows that. I mean, seriously, people. Anthony Davis just requested a trade, and if you look at new, like like the New Orleans sports pages, people are still talking about the uh, the non pass interference call. <laughs> and again, I'm going to say this last time: should be the Saints in the Super Bowl. But regardless, this. I mean, if they if they don't get a good haul for Anthony Davis, or even if they do get a good haul, you have to feel like their time in New Orleans is coming to an end. Because if they had one of the most exciting players in the league and their attendance was the lowest in the league, is it going to get better when suddenly you have like Lonzo Ball or Jason Tatum in instead of Anthony Davis? No. Yes, and at the very center, out of these three teams, the very center of the drama has been in La La Land over the past day yep. or so. Every every ESPN show is is overdosing on this hit. And Will, I want to go to you. What do you think about this? All this Lakers drama because obviously the Celtics right. can't trade for him yep. until the summer. Yeah, and, and 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 I feel I feel like I feel like I've been I feel like all season long and for the past two seasons. Ever since we got Kyrie, I've just been yelling at, at 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 basically the sky, like guys, we can't trade for Anthony Davis yet. Like, let's calm the hell down. But like, <laughs> no, no one, no one wants to listen. Everyone just wants to like, oh, could you imagine Kyrie, Anthony Davis on the same, blah blah blah. No, we can't trade for him. Rose rule. You can't have two players on that, on that, uh, on that type of deal on your team. I can tell now, you've been spending a lot of time on Celtics Twitter lately. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, I remember, I remember, if, I remember a few months ago, uh, I, I I had to tell you also. It's like people. I mean, and it's it's easy to forget. You just you get wrapped up in it. Yeah, because it's a stupid rule. And it is. <laughs> do, you, do you know how many times the Rose Rule has ever like come into effect in NBA history? Uh, this is the first. Yeah, basically. Wow. Now, th- now this now this rule was put in in the new CBA, so that it hasn't been that long, and it was created for like based around Derrick Rose, hence Rose Rule. Uh-huh. But what this rule was was it was created so that small market teams could hang on to their their own superstars. That nah. they, <laughs> and and instead, what's happened is it's only screwed New Orleans. This rule hasn't hasn't had let them keep their star instead it prevents them from fully taking advantage of when he wants a trade because if the celtics who can arguably offer the best package and we'll get into all this kind of stuff in a little bit but if the team that can offer the best package isn't even allowed to bid that hurts them that it 100 percent does and i'm i'm steadfastly on the bandwagon that the pelicans should even though there is a risk ad could get yep. hurt because he oh, does, I, I do love the fact that AD does want to play out the rest of the season. Yep, but he, it's not really up to him anymore. Yeah. So if I, and and actually I, just, I want to touch on the Lakers here before I even get into it from the Pelicans point of view. All right. This all started several months ago when Anthony Davis signed to Clutch Sports uh-huh. and, and his agent became Rich Paul. Uh-huh. Rich Paul. That's a fact. Now I'm going to take you through a little timeline here. By the he way, signed- I just want to say real quick, yeah. Rich Paul has a lot of sauce. I thought he was just going to be some regular guy in a suit on the sideline. Rich Paul nope. has some sauce. I saw him in the denim jacket. He's got nope. he's got the Jordans on the sideline. Rich Paul has, cool some, he has some swag, man. Shout out like to Rich him. Paul. I like him, and also shout out to him for with LeBron, granted, but building such an insane sports empire. 
Yeah, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah, for real. All right, let's nowhere. get back to it. What were you now, saying? Now, now, what I'm saying is a timeline. Anthony Davis signs with Rich Paul. Uh-huh. Anthony Davis, the Pelicans play the Lakers in Los Angeles. LeBron and Anthony Davis both skip their morning shoot-arounds. That doesn't get very reported on. Uh-huh. Then they play the game. Anthony Davis and LeBron have a very long embrace after the game. Uh-huh. Then, after the game, Anthony Davis and LeBron are seen at a restaurant having dinner. Fast forward to now. They, this has been something in the works for a very long time. Definitely. And if Anthony Davis, if his first choice is the Lakers, honestly, right the second, I can't blame him. Because, number one, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're playing for the most famous franchise in, in the entire league. You will be playing along arguably the best player of all time. And you will, and for as long as he is there, you will be competing for championships. And honestly, if Anthony Davis and LeBron are both there, why don't they get a third star? Like, they'll be the front runners for a championship for many years. If they have Anthony Davis and add one more even semi-competent piece, it doesn't even have to be a star-level player. It can just be like like a really good, solid player, like role player kind of. Exactly. Uh, like, like, like a second or third tier star. Even and Drew Holiday. Even someone like Drew Holiday. Even someone like Drew Holiday or like a Chris Middleton. Someone mm, like that. I like, like that. Like I like a, like that. A, like I like a second that. or third tier star. They are now, in my mind, better than the Warriors. I agree. And there, there's definitely a case to be made if you're the Lakers that LeBron's only going to be, what is he, 34? For so, for so long, and it seems that I don't remember. it seems that finally the signs of wear and tear are starting to catch up to him a little bit. I don't really remember if has LeBron ever missed like a real nope. month before. Nope, like not not, and, not not for injury that is. And for something like a groin, I don't think I I, I actually I I don't I'm not gonna ex- pretend to know that I know jack shit about groin injuries, but <laughs> but but it, it can't be a good sign for someone who's his age. And if you're the Lakers, you might as well just because there has been some turbulence in the Warriors' um, quest yep. for a chip this year. We'll get to that later. Yep. But I think if you're the Lakers, you there's definitely a, a sentiment that you should just say "fuck it" and win. Now we have LeBron. But at the same time, if you're the Lakers, there's you could also make the argument that they don't want to Carmelo themselves exactly. and just and completely just. Now, trade everything in your in their possession and be stuck with Michael Beasley as they're starting yep. power forward along so let's, Anthony let's, Davis. Let's However, I do want to yeah. say I do want to say I, I I understand that point of view, but you might as well just if you, if you're the Lakers, just say fuck it and do whatever you can to get those two guys on the same team. Here's here, yeah, and and so we're gonna start off out of the three teams you mentioned: Lakers, Celtics, Knicks. And 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 the and the uh, the Bucks have shown interest. The Trailblazers have shown interest. They're not really contenders for him. The Raptors have shown interest. And I think um, this summer, a dark horse team, I could see the Spurs doing something. They're not going to do something in the season because they don't like making big trades in the season. But I could see. Here's the thing: don't count out RC Buford. 
Just don't. Yeah, but I, I just I don't see. Like I don't. I don't see. I don't see what either of those teams have to offer. That's even close to the level. My dark horse team is Denver. I wonder mm-hmm. if they just do a godfather offer of, you know what, fuck it. We'll give them Jamal Murray. We'll give them Gary Harris. We'll give them first-round picks. We'll give them and all, yeah, the, Michael the Porter is, Jr. Exactly, exactly. That's for their ace in the hole. That's their ace in the hole if you're the Nuggets. Because yep. yep. MPJ, even though it's, it's incredibly concerning, he hasn't played a game for them this year. I mean, yeah. obviously, but that that guy is brimming with potential. He's overflowing yeah, yeah, with potential. They, they, they drafted him knowing he was going to miss the whole season anyway. And so, if you're going to trade not, Anti- Anthony Davis, you know you're going to be fucking trash, and you can yeah. play him, and you but don't have that to. Being said, yeah. That being said, this these next two weeks where the Lakers can offer the Celtics, a, or excuse me, where the Lakers can offer the Pelicans a trade without the Celtics getting involved. Actually, they, this next if, week. Excuse me. This it's it's this very next week. All right, then this very next week. Uh-huh. This, in my mind, is their only time to get him, uh-huh. because whatever their best offer is, I argue that Boston's best offer is better than that, and I argue that the Knicks' best offer is better than that. So, it, unless. They're going to get him right now. And unless Anthony Davis literally comes out and says, guys, I'm only re-signing with the Lakers, which I don't think he would say. I think Rich Paul would say it, but I don't think he would necessarily agree. Uh Unless he says that, the Celtics and the Knicks are going to offer anything they can for him. Now, this is their time to get him. Because right now the Pelicans don't know what the where the Knicks draft pick is going to be. If in the summer it turns out to be the number one pick, and now the Knicks are offering Kristaps and Zion for Anthony Davis, that is by far the best trade offer. Uh-huh. However, there is about a 16% chance of that actually happening. Yes. Even though it— Honestly, not, honestly yeah. even the second pick, if it was R.J. Barrett, would probably be the best offer. If it was Chris Dobbs and R.J. Barrett. I'm not, because, I'm not completely sold on R.J. Barrett. Like, R.J. Barrett can get buckets. Don't get me wrong, but like... R.J. Barrett has the potential the to be the best player in the draft. <laughs> oh, he 100% has that potential, but I would... I it's, I don't... Zion, I don't think is a, a completely a sure thing, but boy, yeah, I... But he's, I, he's I, up I there. Think he, I think he's a li- he's definitely better... Uh, he's he's overbearing. Anyway, that's a different story anyway, for another day. Anyway, yep, but, yep. But we'll, we'll, trade, we'll, we'll have a draft episode soon enough. Definitely. As, as, as we get closer into the draft and stuff. With this trade with the Lakers, essentially, every what everybody's been saying is that it's essentially Ball, Kuzma, and Ingram for AD. Obviously, there, there's going to be some picks in there, but yep. who, honestly, the, the, the picks are probably going to be like number 27 if AD and LeBron are yep. on the same team. The picks are completely irrelevant. You're essentially trading him for these three guys. Yes. And... I, it's yeah. Here, yeah. Here, here's here's my thought on this. Okay. Lonzo Ball, twenty one years old. He's averaging ten five and five. That's pretty good. He is a good defender when motivated, but when been... he is not motivated, he falls off a cliff. And he's fantastic, actually. At um. Creating turnovers, especially in defense. Yes, yes. Every game this year, the, in the new year, almost except for two games where he had one steal in each, he's had at least two steals, and he's he's a completely he's a very active defender. But from he the Pelicans' well point from of view, guard. 
he but can get a second point of view though if he is struggling to be motivated on defense for this team why would he try for your team but here's the thing and we haven't even mentioned the lavar ball factor and just uh, I, th- I believe it was today a report came out from Ball's camp that yep. he wouldn't want to play a single game in a Pelicans uniform. Which, which, be- which mm-hmm. first of all, who cares? Blonzo, <laughs> Blonzo Ball is not good enough to decide where he's going to play. That that report <laughs> will in no way, shape, or form factor into a trade. You don't think so? Because not even a Pel- little bit. There, if you're the Pelicans, there is definitely a. I, I think you have to take it into account a little bit that no, you're you going to be. You're, you have one headache with what you do with AD, and then you have another fucking headache to deal with Lavar Ball. And then, then you know what you do. If, it, if it really becomes a headache, if it really becomes a headache, then you trade him because his trade potential is not going to be that much different from one year to another. I agree. They, with that. Lonzo Ball is not good enough to decide where he's going to play. Now. Whether he wants to play for the Pelicans or not, I'm sure he does not want to go play in New Orleans. I I, I would much rather play in L.A. than New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that he doesn't want to because he is on the second year of a rookie deal. And unfortunately, because of the CBA, they have his rights for the next seven years. So if, if they decide, hey, you're not playing anywhere but here for the next seven years, he doesn't he doesn't have any say against that. Wow, that's crazy. But the thing with Lonzo is one of the, the positives for getting Lonzo in this trade for the Pelicans is that you, you've got someone who, who, who gets some asses in the seats and keeps some national media attention on your team just because of my man LeVar. That's yep. that's that's definitely has to be a positive. Also, I mean, I mean, LeVar Ball. LeBron and Magic Johnson have basically put him in a muzzle for the last four months or whatever. The yeah, second must, the second he's no longer there, he's coming right out. I mean, Lavar being his ass seriously. Lavar yep, Lavar knows that he's not going to win a uh, public spout against LeBron or Magic Johnson. So to his credit, he's staying quiet. But well, I thought he was going to win one against Michael Jordan. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. That but is true. It, it, if you're the Pelicans, I, I think what what was the uh, I believe you said on the last episode, if you're a small market team, you need to think you're you're more focused on getting yep. money instead of winning. Well, I, just, think, I think the Pelicans are an exception. I think, think the so? Pelicans are an exception. I said that about the Grizzlies. Uh-huh. The Pelicans are an exception because I don't think they're planning to be in New Orleans. You don't think so? I mean, I their, their ownership is based in New Orleans. Are they going to sell the team? Their owner died a few years or a few months ago. But Mickey Loomis is still running it, and he runs the Saints. Who wasn't it? The Saints owner that just recently passed away. I think Mickey. I think they're still owned by the same people. Oh, I might be. I might be wrong. Anyway, I might be wrong. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But are you an Ingram or Kuzma fan? Yes and no. I think Kuzma is a solid player right now. I think that he's I mean he's averaging 19 and 6 this year. Those mm-hmm. are solid stats. But Kuzma is never making an All-Star game and he's not going to get much better than where he is now. He's about to be 24 years old. He's got one more year left on his deal. Two more years left on his deal, excuse me. And he is a terrible three-point shooter. He's a shooter that love or he's a shooter that can't shoot. 
He's not a terrible three-point shooter. He's I mean, shooting he has thirty percent. He's shooting thirty percent from three-point this year. Which I mean, it's, it's and it took a recent hot streak to get it up to thirty percent. It was thirty-seven last year. I'll give him that. Even though he he has been really, he's had some awful games. He was four of twenty from the field against the Mavericks, yep. including two of ten from three. My, my argument with Kuzma is, if he's not scoring, he's not offering your team very much. Mm-hmm. And he has a lot of not scoring games. I agree with that. And the thing with Kuzma is is he's he's very Rudy Gay. Yeah, so he's if kind I of was... reached his ceiling already. And if yeah, you're, I agree. I don't. He's not going to get better. Like, you have to be looking for really fucking high ceiling guys. If I if I told you if I told you that Kyle that Kyle Kuzma is going to make an All Star team in his career, would you believe me? Yeah. Oh, I would. I would laugh at you. I would, especially if he got traded to a weaker conference. I could completely see Kuzma sneaking in as someone who's putting up like twenty three a game. Mm-hmm. Like, is, I mean, Kyle Kuzma's an all star in the East right now, is he not? No. Yes, he is. No, he's still a terrible shooter. He's no in the East right now. Are you going to tell me that Kyle Kuzma is more deserving of an all star than Andre Drummond? Yes. Drummond's averaging 16 and 15. 100%. I think Kuzma's more deserving of an all-star spot than Drummond. Kuzma doesn't even I, I start would rather, for his own team. No, I would rather have Kuzma on, on the East team than a few of the other candidates. I'd rather have Kuzma than Chris Middleton. Oh, I, I, full, I fully disagree. That, 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 that's a good conversation, though, for when we're talking about all-star reserves. <laughs> but, anyway. which, which, which come out in a few days. But Brandon Ingram is where we get really interesting. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram is 21 years old. It feels like he's been in the league forever. He's 21 years old. He's averaging 16, 5, and 3 this year. He, his shooting stats are good, not great. 48% from the field. Again, terrible three-point shooter. 30% from three-point. 63% from the free-throw line. So, he has potential. But I feel like he's had potential for the last three years the Lakers have not done a very good job of developing their talent. Mm-hmm. And I will um, give I will give Ingram credit that he was forty percent from three point last year. Yes, albeit but it, in it, only fifty nine games. It but is he, it he, is worrisome when players can't make it when they have more pressure. And when Ingram's shooting, actually, yeah. and that's the same thing as Kuzma. When when the the pressure's on, they shouldn't be ten points worse from three point. And it would be one thing if it was like four or five points, but ten, like that's a lot. Dead ass. I agree with that. I agree with that. But except for the thing with Ingram is in the new year, except for one game against the Thunder where he was one of nine, and even though he actually had eleven assists in that game, but he's been actually he's been very good in the new year at, as far as being efficient year, and getting boards. Yeah. At the end of this year, Brandon Ingram is eligible for a contract extension. You trade for him. How much are you paying for him? If I trade for him in with Anthony Davis, I give I do I I give him a good amount of money just because you're paying for potential. Once again, it's it's the same reason that I that the Nets are gonna have to give D'Angelo Russell the bag in free agency. You're paying for potential. If, if Ingram can realize his potential, he can be. Uh, damn, I, I I would I would put my money. I would put my money more on the idea that Ingram does pan out pretty well instead of not panning out. Because what Ingram is right now, he's already pretty good. I mean, he's a solid See, player. 
He's a solid player. The problem player. with Ingram is it wouldn't shock me if he gets traded and then all of a sudden he explodes. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, it wouldn't shock me if he never gets better. The thing with Ingram is he's a 6'10 guy who's 190, weighs yeah. 190 pounds, who plays like a two guard. He's even very small. He's six fucking ten. Even though he he's I mean he's gotten some decent rebounding stats this year, but only if, if you're six ten and you're only averaging five rebounds, he's not ugh. he's not the best defender. He tries on defense, which I appreciate. Not many guys that are bad defenders still try. Uh-huh. That was one of my favorite things about Isaiah Thomas, even though he was such a bad defender because of his size. He tried as hard as anyone on defense. Now, now you get Mr. Jabari Parker, who has currently Rondé <laughs> Hall's Jefferson looking like Scottie Pippen in the Nets yeah. game I'm half-watching right now. <laughs> but I, I, I love that he tries on defense, even though he's not very good. You know what's I a just, bad sign when, you're, you're, when you tell the media, ah, fuck defense, I'm not, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that <laughs> you was know you're bad at defense when that happens. I, anyway. I, I have one more thing to add about the Lakers trade package. Lonzo Ball... Because I do think he has potential, and it wouldn't shock me if he makes an all-star game. I don't think he will. I think that he, or or if he does, it's not going to be for another three, four years. But he shows absolutely no signs of becoming a better shooter. He's had his moments. He is shooting this year 41% from the free throw line. That's... Jesus Christ, that's which, disgusting. It's despicable. Which, which would be bad if it... And you know, you know the only thing that makes that worse? That he's not a center? That's, that's only five points worse than he was last year. <laughs> so you can't even argue that... Like, 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 like Russell Westbrook this year is shooting like 68% from the free throw line or something, but he's always been in 80% for his career. So it's like, yeah, whatever, he's had a rough stretch. Like, yikes. I it's, mean, at least his three-point shooting's better than last year. His overall field goal, year. about thirty-three. And I mean, his his field goal percentage is up once again. Even though his points, rebounds, and up. even though his points, rebounds, and and assists are down, I'm not going to dock him on that. If I'm if I'm trading for Lonzo, if I'm trading for Lonzo, it's because I think that he has John Stockton level passing potential. I wouldn't say John Stockton, but like, because he is a complete he's a hell of a passer liability when he shoots the ball. I'd rather have Marcus Smart shoot a jump shot than him. Well, I, w- I would have Marcus Smart. I would rather have Marcus Smart shoot a jump shot than a lot of people in the NBA. <laughs> That's true. Do you know what Marcus Smart shooting from uh, from three point this year? We go thirty thirty four percent. This was actually going to be my surprise stat. I'm just going to yeah. go go with it now. Marcus Smart this year is 39 percent from three point. Whoa! <laughs> on, on on about Holy six attempts on about six attempts per game. Holy shit, that's crazy. I mean, he, the thing with his shooting this year has been legit. I mean, the thing with Lonzo, once it, my my whole thing with Lonzo is he the, there's few players who can fill who have stat sheet filling potential like he does. Yeah, and that's. If but I think that Lonzo and Ingram, okay. Let me let me rephrase this. The thing, the weird thing about this whole trade package is that even though it's only been two years, have we not seen that Lonzo, Ingram, and Kuzma can't really play together? Yeah, when those three are on, if you're trading for those three, it's because you think those three can be the core of your future. Yeah. 
Lonzo Ball is the best three-point shooter in that group, and he shoots 32%. And, 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 I, and I know we, we both acknowledge that Kuzma can get hot. Ingram has potential as a shooter, whatever. But right this second, the best three-point shooter out of those three is 32% for Lonzo. It's very disturbing. That is nowhere near where you want and the thing with this trade package is, as we, as we see, as we've said, that there's serious flaws. And that brings us to the Boston Celtics. If the, and there's definitely been signs that the Pelicans are open to, to very, very, very open to waiting until the summer to trade AD. And I think and they should. I, I agree. It, I agree. And it goes 100%. back to what I said earlier about how the Rose Rule hurts them. Mm-hmm. Why would they make a trade? Because whatever the, whatever the best offer that the Lakers can make— that same exact offer will be there in the summer. Mm-hmm. I would but agree now, with that. But now in the summer, you, you can now look at the Knicks offer. You can look at the Celtics offer. Because if you're the Pelicans, you don't give a shit where Anthony Davis wants to go. Mm-hmm. You, don't care if you, you don't care if you would rather go to L.A. All you care about is what happens to your team. I, I said this to you the other day. Out of every player in like recent memory that has requested a trade... When was the last time one actually went to the team they wanted, besides Carmelo? That's a damn good point. Look at Paul George. Jimmy Butler didn't want to go to the Timberwolves. Paul George, Kawhi, Kyrie. None of these guys went to their first choice team. Mm -hmm. Teams don't care where you want to go. They care what team is going to offer them the best package. So that's why, rightfully so. Rightfully Mm -hmm. so. Um, The Pelicans... And Anthony Davis don't owe each other anything. At the end of the day, it is a business. Yep. Now, it's, I'm, I'm very happy to see that I don't think I've seen a lot of uh, hateful behavior towards AD. No. If anything, no. the Pelicans, no, no, Del, Pelicans, Del Demps Pel- gets a big congratulations. You pledge yourself for yeah, Pelicans, trading a first round pick, signing Omar Ashik and Alexis Ajinsa. Yeah. And the, Pelicans the Pelicans fans can't <laughs> blame him for leaving at all. I would blame him for staying. That's where I am with it. That's true. (laughs) But if you to be fair, it's a lot of money. Yeah, you got it. And the the Celtics have, like we've been saying, have been waiting for this moment. Now, yeah. So now, now now let's now let's get into the Celtics trade offers. Yes. Because this is where we get really interesting. Because the Celtics, I think, and before actually we go any further, I just want to quickly say. If the 76ers decide to go with a grandfather offer and offer Ben Simmons, trade done. 100%. But I don't think they're going to do 100%. that. 100%. I don't think they're actually going to do that, though. I, plus, I also plus, agree with that. Plus, I'm not sure um, how that would work because Ben Simmons and Anthony Davis are both clutch sports guys. And, so. Yeah. And you have to. And then there's the Jimmy Butler effect. And yeah, it, yeah. Oh, now, God. Now, and now, anyway, so back to the Celtics. Their godfather offer would be Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, and the Grizzlies pick, the Memphis pick, or sorry, the, uh, the Grizzlies pick, the Clippers pick, the Kings pick, whatever pick you want, throw that in as well. It's an incredible offer. That is an absurdly good offer. Now, Jason Tatum alone... 20 years old. This year he's averaging 16 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, shooting 45, 38, and 86. Now, 
that's pretty damn good for a 20-year-old. But it goes deeper than that because with Tatum, with Tatum, he's the his his he could be scoring a lot more. He does not shoot the ball very much. It's actually a problem how little he shoots the ball. <laughs> I wish he shot more. When you take Jason Tatum, Julian, if I had to, if I asked you, where does Jason Tatum rank on the all-time rookie playoff scoring list? My answer would be top five. He's number two behind wow. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And you got to put a lot of stock in that statistic because for sure. I mean, even though Terry Rozier looked really incredible for a game in the playoffs, I want to say one thing about that that, about that statistic. Yeah, you have to go far in the playoffs to be high up on that statistic. A lot of rookies, a lot of good rookies, don't make the playoffs their 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 rookie year, and then if they do, they're usually bounced in the first round. But you have to take into account that at 19 years old, Jason Tatum basically led he was our high scorer he led us to the eastern conference finals we were one quarter away from the nba championship with a 19 year old scoring about 20 points a game Uh you have to think about that yep tatum has 100 percent has mvp potential i believe he has mvp potential i see it i see it jason tatum Jason Tatum in one year in the league has more has more big game experience than Lonzo Ingram and Kuz combined. Yeah, dead ass. That's a fact. And also and in had, that trade, you have Jalen Brown who's been doing work lately. Jalen yeah, Brown was getting a ton of just shitty press from everybody. He was know, like, Jalen ah, Brown Jaylen started Brown the year stock really bad. Yeah, and he started he's been the year really bad. Fantastic lately. And at the beginning of the year, Jalen deserved all the criticism he got. Uh-huh. He had an awful start to the year. The problem was, and that was to be expected. He had a very different role. Don't forget, Jalen Brown scored 30 points in a closeout playoff game last year. Uh-huh. Like, like he he was phenomenal for us, and now he's asking to be now he's asking to be uh, playing significantly less minutes, taking significantly less shots. Of course, that's going to affect him. Uh-huh. But that's just because we have so many good guys. That has nothing to do with him. Now. Jason Tatum, or sorry, excuse me, Jalen Brown is 21 years old. He is, I think that he has um, Paul George potential. He can easily be, like if I told you, hey, five years from now, hey, Jalen Brown is a top five perimeter defender in the league. That's very believable. Definitely, without a doubt. He, he's, he's a very smart player. He's athletic. And what's interesting about him is... People want to talk about his shooting at the beginning of the year. He had a broken hand. He had a cast like the size of a mouse pad on his hand, on his right shooting hand. Like if he wants to shoot 20, 22% from three point with that on his hand, like I don't really care. Here's what I do care about. In the last two months, Jason, or excuse me, Jalen Brown, I keep doing that. Jalen Brown is shooting 48% from the field, 40% from the three point line. And 70% from the free throw line. His numbers are official. His shooting percentages are now better than they were in the playoffs when, when, he, when he was getting all the good press. Uh-huh. I don't, that's, that's all facts. That's it, why the Celtics trade offer is just so much better than anything yeah. else. That can, you can actually restart the, your franchise with that. 
package. It, yeah, a, a core, and that doesn't even get into Marcus Smart, because Marcus Smart, he yeah, he's a, he his salary is mostly just to balance out salaries, but Marcus Smart is a starting caliber guard in this league. Mm-hmm. And that, it's someone whose impact goes rare. far beyond stats and goes Marcus into Smart, the locker room. I, I've, long said, I've long said, and, and, and we can pull up a lot of sound bites of me saying this, that Marcus Smart is the captain of the Celtics. He is the yeah. leader of the Celtics. The team goes as he goes. I would actually be very upset to lose Marcus Smart in a trade. And honestly, I'd almost... Oh God, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'd almost consider trading Al Horford if we could somehow figure that out over him just because Al Mm. Horford is getting older and Marcus Smart is so important to our success and I'd question how we'd play Al Horford and Anthony Davis at the same time. Or you could just say fuck it and trade Gordon Hayward. Uh, He doesn't have that much trade trade value. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. So I still think that the Celtics' godfather offer is better than any team except one, and that's the Knicks. Yep. If they get the best, if they get the number one or two pick in the draft, mostly the number one. And if you're the Knicks, this is only an offer. It's this is this is an offer the Knicks can only do in the in my mind. If I'm the Knicks, this is an offer you can only do in the summer if you also have an assurance that Kevin Durant will come along with Anthony Davis. And one of the and the, Which the, offer the possibility, talk, and the offer we're talking about would essentially be the number one pick, if they get it, and yep. Porzingis. And yep. this is and Porzingis is one of the weird. He, he's such an in his return, or not return, is so important for this yep. offseason. because if you're a free agent, you don't want to just get stuck with nobody else on the Knicks because. Yep. I, I love Porzingis. I'm a huge Porzingis stan. What incredible! If you're the Knicks, though, you can't. If I, if you're the Knicks, though, you can't let him play this year. But he hasn't pl- played in a year and a half. Yeah, which is why you don't. If you are considering trading him, you can't put him on the court because if he doesn't do well, that's going to hurt you a lot. Think about what Gordon Hayward's true. value around the league was before the first game of the season versus now. It's kind of like Markel Fultz a little bit that way. Yep. His trade value is higher if he doesn't play. People can kind of forget that he sucks so much. That's a good point. But with, uh, but w- if if you don't know what's gonna, the deal is with Porzingis. Doesn't that turn a KD away? Well, he's like, yeah, I'm playing with fucking Trey Burke and Damian Dodson. Let's go, let's go. Well, look, he'd be he'd be playing with Anthony Davis. But that's but he wouldn't no, Katie, know that. Katie, until... Katie wouldn't come unless they get Anthony Davis. You have to you have to do the two in unison. You have to say, okay, Kevin, if we get Anthony Davis, will you sign here? Yes. yes okay. That is cool. True. That is true. now the trade goes through because that is 100% if, if, they, true. if they offer Zion and Kristaps, you have to take that if you're New Orleans. Uh-huh. Hell, if you offer R.J. Barrett and and Kristaps, I think you have to take that if you're New Orleans too. And I mean, the, one of the weird, a, a wild card with Porzingis is that I do not think he would like playing in New Orleans whatsoever. This is a guy who no. loves the Big Apple. Yep. And I think in because Porzingis is a restricted free agent this summer. Yeah, but he's not going anywhere. Especially after you suffer an ACL injury, you take that money. 
he's going to have, the Knicks have to match, even though they, I I think the Knicks have to match, even though there's been a lot of reports where they're really contemplating not. I think, I think, I think if you're the Knicks and if you're Chris Stops, I mean, if you're the Knicks, you have to see him play in a practice facility. You have to know that he's going to be capable of moving side to side. Mm -hmm. But if if Chris Stops comes back to where he was before, he is an incredible player because he was we we forget and he's worth he was on a Giannis MB level the way we were talking about him yep he he was deservedly so yep deservedly so although Giannis has taken a whole other leap but i want to talk about this Anthony Davis situation in terms of the pelicans mm-hmm. now the timing of this trade is very strategic by rich paul because right now, the Lakers are the only ones that can offer a real offer. If you are the Pelicans, you, you can't do it. And I'm not just saying that as a Celtics fan. You can't do that because the Lakers' best offer will remain their best offer in the summer. They have no room to screw up this trade. So if I'm the Pelicans, this is what I do. Number one, Anthony Davis, cool. You want to play the rest of the season? Don't care. You're shut down. You're done. Like, make up an injury for him. He's not playing another game this year. You can't risk him getting hurt. He gets hurt, you're absolutely fucked as a franchise. Uh Number two, you are shipping off every player on that team. And if you are the Philadelphia 76ers, you are doing whatever you can to get Drew Holiday. Uh-huh. And if you are the seven, and if you are the Pelicans, Markel Fultz. Worth a worth a shot. Why not? Definitely. Why not? Or you could even say really go in and package holiday and more. Yep. And well, that's, I, don't, that's, I don't know. I don't know if Philly would have that much room in cap. Yeah, that would be a, it, it would, would already, definitely be a problem. It would already require a lot of money just to be able to get um Drew Holiday. But Drew Holiday, yeah. don't, I mean, Drew Holiday, he's the one who started the process. Mm-hmm. Trading him to the Pelicans for two draft picks, I believe it was Michael Carter-Williams and Nerlens Noel. I believe that's what they became. But though, but trading him for two first-round draft picks is what started the entire process. And he's without a doubt, a, he, he's without a doubt a borderline all-star this year. Yep. And the Pelicans do have a team that is ripe with trade chips. You can get something for Miritich. You can get something for uh, one, even one year of Julius Randle. Exactly. Yep. You can get someone for more. Um, you can get some even, I don't know, they probably end up keeping Alfred Payton, but he's a capable backup point guard. Yeah. You, you have, they don't have anyone on their team who should be safe from trades. Mm-hmm. And they also don't have, right now at least, any really, other than Solomon Hill, they don't have any really shitty contracts that they have to worry about trying to move. Which yeah. also, I think, is something. They, they have cap space. They can take a big deal. Yeah, so if I'm, if I'm the Pelicans, you got to get that draft pick as high as you can. You're already not making the playoffs. You don't want to make the playoffs. Shut down Anthony Davis. Wait till the summer, and you go from there. And then, from there, if you are the Pelicans' owner... You need to hire a new GM ASAP. Mm-hmm. Hell, hell, I'd even consider 
I, I'd even consider firing Dell Demps right now because Dell Demps is not the GM of a rebuild. Especially when you look at the, the what the Chris Paul trade was that David Stern shut down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Chris Paul trade kind of balanced out because the trade was so bad that they, that they that the Pelicans got the number one pick and got Anthony Davis. Yep, yep. And, yep. I mean, I guess Eric Gordon was the best player in that trade. Yeah. Well, besides got back Paul, barely yeah. in yeah, and he barely. I mean, I, I mean that uh, they got a return. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was. If I remember right. It was Eric Gordon, Al Farouk Aminu, a pick, and Chris Kamen. Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't the best trade, but they got. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it it it's it's tough, and that's and also remember M- NBA superstar trades usually don't live up to the hype of what you think they're going to be. Mm-hmm. This trade will live up to the hype, I think. I think so too. Because ev- this is what this is what the Celtics have been saving up for now for five, six years, or not five, but like four or five years. This is why you didn't trade for Paul George. This is why you didn't trade for Jimmy Butler. It's why you didn't trade for Kawhi or anyone like that. It's because you were waiting for Anthony Davis. So I, it would shock me if unless Anthony Davis comes out and says I'm only signing with the Lakers. It would shock me if Anthony Davis didn't end up on the Celtics because I don't think that there's a single player on the Celtics that is untouchable for Danny or for Danny Ainge. And I think AD would actually re-sign with Boston. Which leads us into a, another quick little Boston thing. Kyrie Irving. The reports keep coming out. They keep coming out. They keep coming out. I'm Relentlessly. Not... Now we're going to talk about this briefly and then we got to get into a few points about the Celtics Warriors game from the other night. Um, as a Celtics fan, it's a little alarming to read. I'm not too, too worried just because, um, I, I try not to overreact to an alert unless it's literally Shams or Woods. But unfortunately that third person that I trust is Chris Hayes. Mm -hmm. And Chris Hayes is the one who said the Celtics are worried about Kyrie leaving. Now I still think Kyrie resigns. It would. I would be shocked if he didn't. There was a report today that he'd consider joining back up with LeBron. I don't think there's any shot of that happening. That just doesn't make sense. If Kyrie, you you left to get your own team, and you don't want your own team again. Yeah, I st- I think I think regardless of where Kyrie goes, he'll if he does leave Boston, it'll be to a place where it's his team. I, I could, don't. I don't think he wants to be a sidekick again. And I still really could see. If he were to leave Boston, that my Brooklyn Nets could be a real possibility for him. It's if, a team with if they bring in someone else as well. Exactly, and not I'm not really, that. I'm not exactly. I, okay, I'm at the point where I don't want Jimmy Butler on my team. Yep, I, I, I really agree. don't. <laughs> I agree. I just don't. But Kyrie and Jimmy are friends, and the Nets have, as as everybody has said, they have two max contract spaces. We yeah, have I just, I just really good think, players on rookie I deals. I think, and, I think I think that for Kyrie, I think that for Kyrie, um, Boston, New York, or my dark horse team is the Clippers. Yeah, definitely. Because because I could see him and Kawhi both going to the Clippers. Because I could say r- he, remember, I can see him and KD both going to the Clippers. Yeah, that's true. Because Ka- Kawhi and KD, neither of them are. I want to be the leader of this team. 
Mm-hmm. That Kyrie we know. It wouldn't shock me if if Katie wants to be. No, and I agree. Not Kawhi. I think, I think all the Kyrie to the Knicks rumors are. I, I I don't understand why anyone in their right mind would choose the Knicks over the Nets as a free agency destination. Well, because he grew that up makes a no fan. sense. He grew I up saw, a Knicks fan. You know, you know, well, you know what bullshit I saw the other day. I saw a Scottie Pippen on ESPN saying. Ah, oh, the the Brooklyn Nets are a lottery team. The Brooklyn Nets are a lottery team. Ah, oh, MSG, the lights. Who wouldn't want to go to MSG over the Brooklyn Nets? Scotty Pippen, are you on fucking meth? Do you get okay? I'm gonna defend Scotty Pippen, Pippen here. How's this Scotty Pippen? Maybe you should watch some more basketball games. You clearly haven't seen one single yes, basketball yes, game this year. Brooklyn, Maybe that's why your Nets left you because you haven't Brooklyn, watched any okay, good games. Yikes! Way to take that personal. Now, <laughs> Yo, now, Scotty Pippen took it personal. Scotty yeah, okay. Pippen. I don't think Scotty Pippen was singling you out, but <laughs> now, 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 now Scotty, Scotty is wrong in the fact that the Nets are are not a lottery team, and they are significantly better than the Knicks. That being said, the Knicks will always be a more attractive free agent destination for the same reason that the Lakers will always be a more attractive destination than the Clippers. No, they won't if the Nets get a free agent this summer. Just hear me out. If you win a championship with the Nets, if KD goes, if KD, let's just say KD, for example, because he's an easy person to choose. If KD goes to the Nets and wins a championship, everyone will be happy, whatever. KD goes and wins a championship with the Knicks. KD's a hero forever. He saved the Knicks. KD ended the, ended the drought. KD, blah, 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 you know? There's yeah. a certain, there's a certain thing you feel and i don't particular i don't like the knicks that much i i i have i have i I disagree with how they've built their team for the most part i think that some of their gambles have been good they just haven't worked out but they 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 have a up and down past and And a terrible owner and a terrible organization and i actually i actually do like the nets but when you go to a knicks game versus going to a nets game there's a different feeling about MSJ. I've been to I've been to enough basketball arenas and the feel and actually just screw basketball. I've been to enough sports stadiums and arenas. MSG is different. No, I agree. I agree. MSG, when you walk into MSG, the the two things that I'll never forget is my first time walking into Fenway Park and MSG. It's it's just on a totally different level from any other sporting venue. I know, right? You're both walking into like Trump when, support, like fervent Trump supporters arenas. You're like, ah, yes. Okay. To- <laughs> All right, wait, wait, wait to go, way to go to politics now, <laughs> man. Okay, it's New York and Boston. Like those are pretty damn liberal. Now, yeah, but there's a now, reason I'm not a Knicks fan because of James fucking Dolan, that piece of shit. Anyway, 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 I'm not. Anyway. Gonna, oh, don't don't even get me started on the Patriots. I, don't even get okay. me started. Don't even get was me started. Getting you started. Now, <laughs> literally, you brought anyway. that up on your own. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway it, there's a reason why players talk about how special it is to play at the Garden, and I get it. If I was a free agent, I'd rather play in Brooklyn for a lot of reasons, but the appeal of New York of the Knicks is real. And you can't discount discount the uh, just the aura that it has. 
Well, the, the, the appeal of the Knicks is real until you look at the last big free agents they've gotten. Carmelo yeah. is, even though Carmelo grew up in Baltimore, Carmelo is a New Yorker. You can tell Carmelo is a New Yorker. Yep. Other than him, they had their Amari overpay, even though that was a move I, they had to do. I, I stand I by the fact that that was a good signing. That was a good signing. I that. I don't I, mind I agree. that. I agree, that with a, I agree with that 100%. And I'll even defend that? Tyson Chandler signing. Zebo? I'll defend it, Tyson Chandler as well. Before then, Tyson Chandler doesn't count because he wasn't. He's not a big, big free agent. Well, he was. Good, he was. He was big for them. He won Defensive Player of the Year. He was. A, he was. He was a good player. He was a good player. He's not Kevin Durant. No, no. There's a difference. All right, <laughs> we're 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 gonna segue here now into some Celtics and Warriors observations. Okay. Because that was one of the biggest kind of games of the year. Not not because it was like the most exciting in the world. It was it was honestly a pretty quiet game for the most part. Uh, the Celtics lost by four, but we have some Gordon Hayward and Demarcus Cousins things to talk about, and and then we'll after that we'll wrap up with some Victor Oladipo quick talk. But now I'm going to talk about Gordon Hayward here first mm-hmm. because that was, and I've been very patient with Gordon Hayward. But that was his worst game of, the, of his entire basketball career. Woo! Look at you! Look at you! <laughs> now, I don't, now, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't now, disagree. <laughs> I'm not again, and I'm going to say this, and I don't know how many Celtics fans are left, or much basketball fans are left in this bandwagon. I'm not worried about him still. I'm really not. I still think Gordon Hayward is going to get back to being All Star Gordon Hayward. It's a process. I think now an anonymous warrior the other day came out and said Gordon Hayward is a liability on both ends of the court. Uh-huh. I don't know if Draymond Green was watching that game, but <laughs> but Gordon Hayward is not a liability on defense. I see what you did there. So. <laughs> oh, there's no shot it wasn't Draymond. It was Jeff Goodman who put out the piece. We already know that J- Draymond is Jeff Goodman's uh, source on the Warriors. Like, it's so obvious it was Draymond. But, but um, don't even hide. Just say it. You might as well say it anyway. But Gordon, Gordon has been very up and down, mostly down this year. But the one thing that he has done very well for us is play defense. He is a phenomenal team defender. He gets a lot of steals. He reads passing lanes really well. He stays in front of people. He's going to get overpowered sometimes, sure, but every player does. Gordon Hayward, to me, on defense, has been very good. I have nothing wrong with that end of the court. And even on offense, even on offense, I don't think he's been that bad. He scored two points against the Warriors and shot 0 for 5. But Gordon, we need Gordon Hayward, even if it's going 0 for 5, because Gordon Hayward is our best, second best, depending on your opinion of Marcus Smart and Kyrie Irving, passer on the or a passer out of the pick and roll on the team, followed closely by the 15th best passer on the team, Terry Rozier. Had to get in a Terry Rozier. <laughs> I have never seen a player screw up more fast breaks and pick and rolls than Terry Rozier. Don't you love his now? Oh my God, Terry Rozier! (laughs) And and bear in mind, bear in mind, 
Bear in mind, I do, I do think that we should keep Terry Rozier. I've said that before. No, I, I actually agree with you now. Now, because of the AD talk is real, I agree with keeping Terry Rozier. Yeah, even even if anything, if we trade Marcus Smart, I wouldn't mind having Terry Rozier coming back as a backup point guard. Eh, I can see that. I can see that he can still. He's still. A, he's a guy who can win. He you, is. He, he is still a game. restricted free agent. Just saying. Yeah. Now, now in terms of Gordon Hayward, I want to get back to that quickly. Uh, but Gordon Hayward, we lost by four to the Warriors. We did not lose that game because of Gordon Hayward. He did not help us win help our case to win, but we did not lose because of him. We did not go scoreless in the last three minutes because, because Gordon Hayward was on the bench. We, Gordon Hayward, it shows how good our team is when we don't even have our, probably has the potential to be our second best player. Uh-huh. I agree with that 100%. Now, the only way for Gordon Hayward to get better is by playing. Mm-hmm. We have to keep playing Gordon Hayward 20, 30 minutes a game. Not because he's earned it, but because he needs it to rehab. We don't have a lot of practices. We basically have back-to-back games for the rest of the year. We don't have any real real practices. Excuse me, not back-to-back. I meant like uh, game, rest, game, rest. Um. Yeah, one night off between each game for the rest of the year. We don't have time to practice. The only way for him to get his confidence up is to play. And in order for us to actually have a chance to win the title, Gordon Hayward has to be good. And the only way to get him there is to play him. So I don't mind. Like, again, and I said this before, Gordon Hayward came out of the box and he was looking to score. He took an early mid-range jump shot. He drove to the paint. He shot a three. But the problem is, and I've said this all year long, Gordon Hayward misses, misses a few shots in a row and then doesn't shoot for the rest of the game. I would rather see Gordon Hayward shoot 1 for 10 than 0 for, 0 for 6. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Now, let's get into Marcus Cousins. Boogie! DeMarcus looks good. Yeah, he looks good. It's, it's looks definitely... Good. A ch- it's a transitional fit for the Warriors. They're still getting used to it. They still will be yep. for the next two months. But th- there's still a lot there. And he's... he's and they have uh, fun when he's on the court. And watching him, it's kind of like... You know when mar- when uh, when married couples feel the need to like bring something new into their sex life? You know, when you're just having like sex with the same person, like, for I guess, uh, okay, for, sure. for, for a few years. Sure. And it's just kind of gets boring after a long time and you and it, like then like the one of the people in the relationship is like oh let's we got to spice up our sex life we got to okay. spice up our I sex think, life I think, I think we get what you're saying and then the, you know they bring in like the nurse's uniform or some shit okay, or they do, like, again, like we know what you're saying here yeah yeah demarcus cousins is the nurse's uniform for the Golden yes. state warriors they were tired of like missionary position and all that boring this shit is, this is they were this like is, you know what, what the celtics did this is what the Celtics did back when they won 11 titles in 13 years. Mm-hmm. Airback, Red Airback kept bringing in new players um, to be like, like, oh, like, like it's, it's, it's um, uh, Bob Cousy's last year. We have to win it for Bob. Oh, it's, uh, 
Um, it's John Havlicek's last year. We have to win it for John. Oh, it's Bill Russell's last year. Now we got to win it for Bill and then not win again. And he, or he would bring in other players. Um, and the point was that you had, you were winning for someone else. Like it gets, it gets boring and it's like, okay, like, oh, cool. Clay Curry, Green Thompson. Oh, we've won back to back years. Oh, Curry and Clay, they've won three times. And Draymond, they've won three times in the last four years. Mm-hmm. But you add DeMarcus Cousins in, and when he came into the lineup, you can see how different they play, and they're terrifying. Now, DeMarcus still has a very long way to come defensively. He is very, he's still slow. He's still getting his legs under him. He fouls a lot, but he's a big body who rebounds well. And I didn't, I didn't think that the Warriors were locks to win the championship this year, just because I was, I was worried about them at the beginning of the year. My opinion has totally changed now. They're winning. They're winning if the Celtics don't get their shit together. Yes, yes, yes. I think the Celtics, are, I think the Celtics are the only team in the league that can give them a run for their money. I agree with that. Well, just. I, 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 I still give the Thunder Milwaukee, a bit of a oh, shot. I still give the Thunder a shot. My only problem with the Thunder is they don't have much consistent shooting outside of Paul George. That's that's true. But the Thunder are definitely uh, are you, are the you, teams. Are they going the to trust stuff? Is, are, are Paul George and Russell Westbrook going to trust Terrence Ferguson and Alex Abrinas to be taking three-pointers in the Eastern Con- or in the Western Conference Finals? Oh, fuck no. Of course that. That's why I think the that's Thunder— That's why— I'm, I'm now, really, I'd be really interested to see if the Thunder could make a play for someone like we, we talked about Etuan more previously. Yep. I would be, be nice. If they could, if they could get another that. shooter or two, I would, boy, I'd be buying some Thunder stock. I would still, I, give the thund- I would still give the Warriors the edge, but I think that would cement yep. the, but the. I, I think in terms of the East, two. in terms of the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee's not giving them a run for their money, and. Yeah, uh, and and the Sixers aren't. I think I don't think the Sixers are there yet. They don't they don't have any bench and they have no shooting outside of JJ Redick and Landry Shamet. I still think the Celtics are the best team in the East. I agree. I agree. And I think that the Celtics can beat the Warriors just because of Al Horford. There is no player in the league like Al Horford. Al Horford is like their trump card here. Mm-hmm. Because Al Horford, when Al Horford is playing center for the Celtics, it's hard for it, it completely stretches out their defense. When the Celtics, the Celtics have enough versatility that they can literally switch one through five. There is no other team in the league except maybe the Raptors, I guess. But even them, it's tough that can switch one through five. If Demarcus Cousins is 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 if DeMarcus Cousins is trying to post up Marcus Smart, that's not a mismatch. <laughs> that's true. That's even. How many point guards in the league can you say that about? No, you're right. That's facts. That's facts. It, 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 there isn't. We can literally, if we put out a lineup of Smart, Morris, Brown, Horford, and um, Tatum, or, or God, I wish Hayward was, was healthy and great, but... We can switch one through five, and then Tatum or the Horford, Tatum or Horford would be the only weak link. But at least they're still six eight. 
And the interesting thing about and the, that doesn't even factor in factor in that Kyrie Irving just kills the Warriors. Yeah. And one of my favorite things to watch about Boogie this year is I'm so, so, so interested to see what happens in free agency because we know he's not going back to the Warriors. We know no, that. I, I think I, th- I think that Dallas is a is a potential Definitely. destination. For I him, agree. I think Dallas is a big potential if destination. If I'm Dallas, if I'm Dallas, I don't know if I necessarily want that. I think I'd almost rather have a center like Nerlens Noel. Yeah, you you have to be worried about Boogie corrupting Luca. Just That's... because, just because <laughs> I'd want my ideal center for Luca is someone that can rebound, run the floor, and set good screens. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, but DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> He would be the ideal kind of player. I couldn't resist that opportunity. (laughs) No, but you're right. He is prime DeAndre Jordan would be that ideal kind of player. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. We're going to move on to our very last topic, Victor Oladipo. Now, we we talked about this on the last podcast because the news broke as we were recording. Victor Oladipo, one of the best young players, young guards in the league, Phenomenal defender, phenomenal offensive player, the heart and soul of the Indiana Pacers, uh, is out for the rest of the year now. He's having knee surgery. Now, the injury he's having, and I can't remember the name of his injury, has only happened by one other guard in NBA history. Tony Parker. And Tony, and, that, and this was the injury that really killed Tony Parker's explosiveness. Really? Oh, man, I had no idea. This, this is, Woods tweeted oh. the other day that this is an injury that will, uh, un, unless you rehab like a motherfucker, this is going to kill your athleticism. Oh, that's awful. Especially with Depot because that's one yep. of his best. Oh, yep. and, and, that, and, I, and that makes me feel terrible for Oladipo. I have no doubt in my mind that Oladipo is going to rehab as hard as he can. Oladipo is a very different kind of kind of player in person. I mean, he, he should Oladipo should not be a superstar in the NBA, but he is. Mm-hmm. He's very much of that same kind of Jimmy Butler, I'm just going to work harder than everyone else kind of thing. Yeah, and he doesn't fuck up his team. That's the yeah, difference. Yeah. But, <laughs> but but the, the the Pacers are definitely faced with a a conundrum at the trade deadline yep, as and, far as what they want no, to do because they were all they were on everybody's list for big buyers. But yep. now, what do you do if they're in the, if you're in their situation? Well, they're they're in too deep to tank. Definitely, they can't they deep. can't tank now. Mm-hmm. There's I believe they're still third in the East. They're yeah they're thirty two and seventeen. They're still third in the East. Even if they lose out for the rest of the year, that's not going to be a pick higher than like number ten. Mm-hmm. So they have to keep going. They're they're in way too deep to tank. Now, the problem is, the, once they get into the playoffs, they're going to be a pushover kind of. Now they're 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 incredibly well coached, and I never thought I'd say that about a Nate McMillan team, but here we are. Even doing work. They're incredibly well coached. They have a great structure. And this will be an interesting test to see what they have in Miles Turner and uh and Sabonis. 
Uh, I love. I, I'm a big Sabonis fan. When I w- I was really shocked that he had a, a disappointing rookie season because I saw him at Gonzaga. And here's the thing, I'm just gonna be completely dead ass. I'm skeptical of any co- white player in college. I'm just that's just me. Oh I'm just God. skeptical. I'm All especially right. guys from Gonzaga. That's fair. I hate on Gonzaga as much as I can. Kelly, without a doubt. <laughs> I, I I just Kelly, Kelly Olynyk won the Celtics game seven versus the Wizards. I, I forever owe Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I was a big Sabonis fan from the jump, and it's it's great to see him pan out into such a fantastic sixth man, essentially. And yep. who, who's even really up for All Star contention at the East at this in the East at this point? But yep. I don't understand. I don't. I just. There's. I don't see how there's any way if if Red Auerbach in his prime were coaching this team, how you can yeah. do anything with Sabonis and Miles Turner as your I best think, players. I think. And and they'll need a big jump from Tyreek Evans, who has <laughs> the potential. Who has the potential to be that? Always has. He always but, has. Now, he always has. That's a fact. Now I think now the now the Pacers will definitely make the playoffs this year, and they and they'll probably end up with a top five seed. The problem for them, that I think I think the Pacers are going to be a tough out first round team, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that they're in way too deep to tank, and they might as well just go and don't bring in new pieces. Just go with the core that we have now. Really, you don't think so? I still oh. think that the Pacers unless, should really unless, think about someone like Mike Conley. He still has some years left on his deal. If you're the Pacers, are you really getting any marquee free agents? Uh, I, I still think, even though Conley's injury issues have always been a concern, he's still got, I think, maybe three years left of very good fair. play in him. And he's an upgrade from Darren Collison, Mr. Wife Beater. I even forgot about that Darren Collison, by the way. I you're forgot a monster. about that. I um, forgot Darren about Collison's that. a fucking monster. Uh, and they still have someone. I, I'm a Aaron Holiday fan. Yeah. Um. It's it, dude, this team has pieces. Hell, maybe they even have, go. Maybe even go for Drew Holiday. Mm, I like it. I think if you're the Pacers, though, you shouldn't. Even though you you could definitely make a case for not making any huge changes, I think you you might as well say fuck it. Why not? If you're the Pacers, try to bring in another piece. So when yeah, Depot comes back. And maybe he doesn't have that same explosivity. That's it's true. not just on it, him, and he has someone else true. to lead on. That's true. I wouldn't mind if they brought in like a Drew Holiday, but I think that the Philadelphia 76ers need to be going all out for Drew Holiday. 100%. I think. Plus, how cool would it be for Drew to go from their good years, miss all the bad years, and come back for the good ones? I know, right? All he needs to do is sign MCW again. It'll that, be would, that, would, <laughs> that, that would be a nice heart. That would be a nice story. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you for listening to this a little bit longer episode of the scores table as we at next week during our episode, we're going to obviously know a lot more about the Anthony Davis situation and we're going to know the all-star reserves. So that'll be fun to talk about as well. In the meantime, D'Angelo, D'Angelo, by <laughs> the, the way, meantime, thanks for oh, yeah. seven rebounds. No, no 30.7 assists, five rebounds for D'Angelo. Got us to another win, almost single-handedly this time. Not bad. He's Shouts an all-star. Yes, man. D'Angelo an Russell, legitimate all-star point yes, guard, he is. man. It, it, it brings a smile to my face to even think about it, man. Let's do it. Uh, anyway, hey, thank you, you guys for listening. Like, smiling about us. that check you got to pay him. And if, yeah, <laughs> as, Julia <was> just, <laughs> as Julia was just saying, thanks for listening. Uh, hit that subscribe button if you're new. 
Give us a five-star rating and leave a review. It means a lot. And I will see you in the next episode. Yeah.